0: Day 36, God's love letter to you, Acts of the Apostles 8. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Persecution scatters the believers. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them in prison. Philip preaches in Samaria, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits Were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone, from the least to the greatest, often spoke of him as the Great One, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had assounded them with his magic. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news was concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy his power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that I may lay my hands on people. They will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You have no part in this, for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts, for I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, and they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the good news. Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candake, the queen of Ethiopia, The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and now he was returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what I am reading? The man replied, How can I, unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up to the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had began reading was this, He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Genesis 33. Jacob and Esau make peace. Then Jacob looked up and and saw Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. He put the servant wives and their children at the front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then Jacob went on ahead. As he approached his brother, he bowed to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him. Threw his arms around his neck and kissed him and they both wept then esau looked at the women and children and asked who are these people with you these are the children god has graciously given to me your servant jacob replied then the servant wives came forward with their children and bowed before him next came leah with her children and they bowed before him finally joseph and rachel came forward and bowed before him and what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came, Esau asked. Jacob replied, They are a gift, my lord, to ensure your friendship. My brother, I have plenty. Esau answered, Keep what you have for yourself. But Jacob insisted, No, I have found favor with you. Please accept this gift from me, and what a relief to see your friendly smile. It is like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have bought for you, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Well, Esau said, let's be going. I will lead the way. But Jacob replied, you can see, my Lord, that some of the children are very young, and the flocks and herds have their young too. If they are driven too hard, even for one day, all the animals could die. Please, my Lord, go ahead of your servant. We will follow slowly at a pace that is comfortable for the livestock and the children. I will meet you at Seir. All right, Esau said, but at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you. Jacob responded, that's not necessary. It's enough that you've received me warmly, my lord. So Esau turned around and started back to Sarah that same day. Jacob, on the other hand, traveled to Succoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was named Succoth, which means shelters. Later, having traveled all the way from Paddan Aram, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There he set up camp outside the town. Jacob bought the plot of land where he camped from the family of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a 100 pieces of silver. And there he built an altar and named it Elohim, Israel. Genesis 34, Revenge Against Shechem. One day Dinah, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince, Shechem's son of Hamar, the Hivite, saw Dinah, he seized and raped her. But then he fell in love with her, and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He said to her father, Hamar, get me this young girl. I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah. But since his sons were out in the fields herding his livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamar, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they heard what happened. They were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. Shechem had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never be done. Hamar tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. My son Shechem is truly in love with your daughter, he said. Please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons, and we will give you our daughters for your sons. And you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us, and feel free to buy property in the area. Then Shechem himself spoke to Dinah's father and brothers. Please be kind to me, and let me marry her, he begged. I will give you whatever you ask. No matter what dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had defiled their sister, Dinah, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them, We couldn't possibly allow this, because you're not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But here is the solution. If every man among you will be circumcised like we are, then we will give you our daughters, and we'll take your daughters for ourselves. We will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take take her and be on our way. Hamor and his son Shechem agreed to their proposal. Shechem wasted no time in acting on this request, for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shechem was a highly respected member of his family, and when his father Hamor, when he went with his father Hamor to present this proposal to the leaders at the town gate, these men are our friends. They said, "Let's invite them to live here among us and trade freely. Look, the land is large enough to hold them. We can take their daughters as wives and let them marry ours." But they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us, only if all of our men are circumcised, just as they are. But if we do this, all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours. Come, let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us. So all the men in town council agreed with Hamor and Shechem, and every male in the town was circumcised. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi who were Dinah's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there, including Hamor and his son Shechem. They killed them with their swords, then took Dinah from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived. Finding the men slaughtered, they plundered the town because their sister had been deviled there. They seized all the flocks and herds and donkeys, everything they could lay their hands on, both inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took all their little children and wives and led them away as captives. After Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have ruined me. You have made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and parasites. We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined and my entire hus- household will be wiped out. But why should we let him treat our sister like a prostitute? they retorted angrily psalms 36 sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts they have no fear of god at all in their blind conceit they cannot see how wicked they really are everything they say is crooked and deceitful they refuse to act wisely or do good they lie awake at night hatching sinful plots their actions are never good they make no attempt to turn from evil Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of light, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down, never to rise again.